0: Steven, I, I don't I know you had thoughts on this, so I'll throw it to you. Oh
1: yeah, anyone we can go in
2: alphabetical order. Is that still me? Oh what yeah, I was gonna,
1: gonna say A isn't Alex, but we can go reverse alphabetical order.
2: I fr- I forgot the question. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Welcome into this week's Deep Fried Medicine. As always, my name is Austin D. Savino alongside Dan Dankovic and Steven with a V Rudden. And this week we are very excited to have our friend and former boss and realtor, softball teammate, um, Alex Barron. On the show with us, Alex. Welcome in. We're so happy to have you today.
2: Hey, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to to join you guys and be a part of the fun.
0: Absolutely, we have a we have a great show for everyone. And what we're going to be talking about today, <laughs> Stephen thinks maybe okay. I think it's going to be great. Motivation. So let's dive in. Okay. So motivation, let's dive on in. I think this is going to be fun, fun thing to talk about. And Alex, again, really happy to have you on, but for this first segment, as we always do uh, this first segment, we would love for it to be sponsored by Merriam Webster. The, um, you know, the really smart 13 year old English girl running around telling everyone what their words mean, but we're not there yet. Um, But in, in our words, motivation, like when you hear motivation, what is the first thing that comes to your mind
1: posters
3: what it kittens hanging from trees on posters hang in there and then in in a uh in a goofy font it says hang in
0: there. <laughs> Isn't it... alex do you have <laughs> thoughts <laughs>
2: Yeah, and that, that's how I get out of bed every morning. If I if i don't look at that and think of, of that kitten just hanging in there, what, what is my life like? <laughs> True. No, but yeah. In all seriousness,
1: it's more – if I think of motivation, seriously, it's, it's – the first thing that comes to mind is the reason a person does something or the reason a person starts to do something because motivation is really key in getting started, at least I think. And then there's different things that will keep you going, whether or not motivation, you know, stays constant or whatnot. But I think it's, at least for me, is the reasons behind or inspiration might be a good word to get started.
0: Okay. I like that. Inspiration. Kittens and inspiration. I was worried there. I was like, oh, we're going uh, resiliency because that's what I think of when I see those cats. I'm like, those are the bravest little kitties out there just hanging on. It's a tall tree. (laughs) We think. You know, the media could be lying to you. You never know. That could be an inch off the ground. They don't show the ground.
2: They don't show you. It's a pit of fire underneath. That's what they don't show you on the poster. (laughs) Thank you, Alex.
0: Dan, it looked like you were going to jump in there.
2: (laughs) No,
3: I was just going to comment. It could go either way. That cat could be completely safe or in even more danger. I think there's a Um, An opportunity to sell a second attachable poster on the bottom. And in that poster, you get to decide what that cat is hanging on for your life from.
0: I have to say, I like the energy we're creating in the studio today. I'm really excited to see where this goes. And like, yeah, it's like pulsating. And maybe it's I'm mad because my shirts didn't get here yet and your guys' shirts did get here. Um, But Okay, so I guess the other question on top of that is is why is this something that we chose as a as a topic? And we can go more into. I appreciate Stephen, you showing your your left nipple to the fans because um, I know that's been the overwhelming feedback on Apple Podcasts in our review is more nipples from Stephen. Um, and, Thank God,
1: uh, I just started lactating.
0: <laughs> so, so when we're when we're thinking about it, is there anything specific in your mind? or an an aspect around motivation that you really wanted to dive into in this episode? Because I know each week we try to brainstorm around these ideas and we have a whole list of what we want to go through over the next, you know, this season, but is there any aspect of it? Like to me, I I really want to like try to figure out a little bit more about like where motivation comes from and can motivation be bad sometimes? And can we be blinded by our motivation or, um, how, how sometimes our motivation affects others. I don't know about you guys, if there's anything like that.
3: No, I think that's definitely something we were talking about, um, uh, doing this is the two sides of motivation. I think it's a, um, it's, a, it's good to look in what motivates you and it could be, you know, as something as simple as like working out or, um, you know, just your work ethic in general. And then, uh, the motivations of others and how, how that affects you. And I think going into the, like you said, those, those different ones and um, how, you know, motivations of other people affect people around them is a very interesting topic.
1: So I've I've learned the hard way that if I don't write things down, I miss it. And I miss like a a whole bunch of different aspects. So I kind of try to write quickly. Now I didn't necessarily, when I was looking over the notes in Austin, you did propose this topic and I actually do think it was an interesting that we actually discussed it like weeks ago and then it just kind of got put in the back burner. And then I'm glad it came back up um, because then eventually we can get into what your personal motivations are. But I never considered throughout all of it was how other people's motivations affect what affect me or would affect Mm -hmm. another individual, whether Mm -hmm. it's infectious or for a greater cause or whatnot. So that's interesting you bring that up, Dan.
0: Yeah, I think it's something really exciting to to get into. So um, let's dive in. Let's dive into the meat. Of uh, motivation, I've really got to work on these transitions.
3: Motivation.
0: All right, the motivation. Let's dive in. Let's take a big old. Chunk. <laughs> Let's take a big old chunk out of it. Slather some peanut butter on it. Take the medicine we need to take. So. Like thinking about motivation, that's a pretty abstract idea. And it's like, why are we, why are we even talking about it? And I think you could say that about a lot of our episodes. Like, why are we even doing this? And what are we talking about? But one of the first questions that popped up into my head is that motivation can be encompassing in a lot of different ways, like getting out of bed in the morning, trying harder at your job. Like you said, Dan, working out, um, being a good husband, being a good, Brother, being a good sister, being a good employee, being a good customer at a restaurant. Like there's all different types of motivation. Um, but I want to talk about the levels and within those levels, what can influence motivation? Because <clears throat> you've heard so many different things like, is fear the best motivator? Is desire, envy, um, wanting to be better, personal achievement like to you? What is your biggest motivator, I guess, is how I'll I'll phrase that question.
3: Alex, we usually go in
2: alphabetical order, Would you be like to <laughs> That is true. So start us off. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I that's I'm I'm glad I'm being deferred to. I mean, sure it's alphabetical order, but really just as as guest it, it feels nice to go first. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's funny that Stephen was saying in the beginning that you know motivation is the first time you're you're doing something, and I, I don't consider that. And I think it's for me when I when I think about what I do, because um, I you know you tend to be harder on yourself. And when I look at my motivation, it's the consistency of it. I can do anything once. I am so eager and excited to do anything. What you know to to, to start it. And, you know, all the things that you guys were mentioning, of you know, working out, trying something new at work, all that kind of stuff. Um, but do you do that consistency and motivation to do it every single day? And, and that kind of thing is, uh, is an interesting piece. And, and what impacts that? What makes you do it every single day?
0: So, again, can I ask a question on that, Alex? So yeah. would you say your motivation or your own standards you set for yourself?
2: To try, yeah, to try things the first time. Yeah. Like, cause I want to be that guy who can do X, Y, Z, right? Like I should run every morning and I run once and then don't do it for six months. I should, (laughs) you know, for my business, I should be doing two and a half hours of cold calls a day. I do that once. And then uh, I did it once this week. So that, that counts for something, but you know, it's, it's doing that stuff consistent. I want to be that person, but it's hard to be that person. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I definitely think, uh, like, I am one hundred percent there with you. It's like, I wanted, I try and set certain goals for myself, and then I will do it for you know however long. Like you said, no, I'll, I'll you know go running a few times a week, and then I'm like, ah, I'll take the day off, and then that turns into like two weeks off, and then you're like, well, fuck. Uh, but yeah, no, I think finding a new motivation for myself is like something that I've just recently fed, you know, better that I needed. Um, It's been something that like, (laughs) I used to like think like, Oh, I'll set these goals because I want to like do better for myself and whatever. Uh, And all these goals kept falling through and I'm just failing myself. And not doing anything about it, and I feel like I just need to change my reasons why I'm doing things and the motivations behind it in order to kind of get me past that hump of like doing something every day or you know even every week.
0: I like that. I like right. that. Yeah, Stephen, go ahead. Sorry. No, go. Yeah. No, no Stephen, go ahead. I was gonna say
1: just that. It's weird how we have to change our motivators now because when we were younger, we're working out just to be like, oh yeah, I want to be. You know, the cool guy that all the girls want. Now it's like we just we gotta be we just got sorry. We just gotta be um we're like working out to be healthy. You know what I mean? It's not like anything I lost my train of thoughts.
0: I, I actually disagree with you guys that but well not disagree in a sense of thinking you're wrong. I don't have that experience with 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 motivation. My my biggest and I've always struggled with is fear. Like fear is what gets me to do stuff and like letting myself down. I've I'm a professional at letting myself down. I've I've tried so many different diets or cleanses or like, I'm going to wake up early tomorrow and do 50 push-ups on the stairs. And no, I don't do that. And I go downstairs and I eat like leftover Chinese food for breakfast. But like when I, when I get that fear in me, fear of, you know, and we're, we don't have any kids and it's not like there's any on the way right now. But like, like even just fitness, it's like, if I have kids, I don't want to die early. I want to be around. I want to live as long as I can with my wife and my loved ones, like for fitness or even at work. Like, yeah, I try to take pride in my work and really hard, but like fear is a big thing. Like, I don't want to get in trouble with my boss. I don't want to put something forward that I can't stand all the way behind out of fear of, failure and i think that's kind of what we talked about last time and and like even just um motivating to like like clean up at the end of the night around here like yes part of it is just out of love and i want to like set the kitchen up right for um like for me and and lindianne and richie in the morning so we're not all walking into a mess but like Part of it is like, I don't want to let someone else down. And maybe that even goes into like what we we're talking about with people pleasing. But like, to me, fear is one of my biggest, and it's not like fear, like, Oh dude, scary. It's a monster, but it's like fear of failure feel of fear of letting someone down or not being as good as I can. I don't know if that makes sense.
3: No, I definitely, I completely know where you're coming from because I think like after you saying that doing some, you know, self, uh, um, I can't think of the word self thinking, Uh, I think it's, it's something that is like blocking me from, uh, when I like set a goal, like I will just make that a personal goal that I only know about because I don't mind now, like letting myself down, but like, I do not want to let anyone else down and, you know, including, you know, including and especially my wife, you know, when I, you know, back a couple of years ago, I got laid off and then fired in the same year, and I was like really, really rough, like not having a job and like not doing anything, and like this job now I like doing, but I've kind of started to dabble into like finding another job, but it's hard to make that leap because I'm terrified of like starting somewhere new, fucking up, and then losing that job, or you know, you know, just failing, failing someone else. I feel like for me, anyways, a little lot harder than just failing myself, and I think that's a in terms of like finding a motivation to do something or just set a new goal that is like a huge block for
1: me is that because we're just so used to letting ourselves down and that's a question for both of you and that's what it ultimately it is for me i'm used because if i let myself down then it's just what i'm used to and it's what i'm conditioned to um Alex, I got a history. We'll get into it later. But <laughs> it's just, yeah, because um, I think the main source of motivation has to be, and again, comes my, one of my favorite words is subjectivity. It depends where that person is coming from, whether their motivation is to get away from their upbringing or whatnot, or if they see somebody who they want to emulate and they have something to work for. So I think that is going to be subjective based on the person and then it also is going to be dependent of what it is and it's a difference between wanting something and being motivated to do something i think like you want to go grocery shopping to get you know cookies or and you're motivated to work out and whatnot so i think that's an interesting point to talk
2: bring up
0: could you well, say, you say not...
2: subjectivity it's funny like as, as with subjectivity, as Austin was talking, I'm hearing fear. When I think of fear as a motivator, it, the line is so gray for me where it's a motivator versus paralyzing, which is like the opposite of motivating. Right. But that fear can so quickly lead to just paralyzing you. And like, you know, the antithesis of motivation for me, that's how fear comes out. So it's funny how for, for one person, it can be the the defining factor of motivation and for another, it's like no, nah, I'm good. Uh, I'll sit on the couch, put on my hoodie, and you know whatever need I need motivation for will figure itself out.
0: <laughs> That's, that yeah, right. So like paralysis is the opposite of motivation, or or in terms of what we're talking about. And um, Alex, I don't know if you remember this, but you inter. I know you remember this, but you interviewed me at uh, ACS when I first applied there, and. I remember something I said in that interview and I remember for the entire time that you were my manager and, and even like recently, I still think about it as like a fear of letting down on a promise. And I don't know if you remember it and I don't remember if this was word for word, but at the end, I think you asked like, you know, why should we hire you or do you have anything else to say? Or like, you know, we're really hurting for people so you can say whatever you want, we'll hire you. But I remember saying just like, you know, I, I promise you that if you hire me, Or don't hire me, I'm gonna I'm gonna outwork anyone you do hire and I'll come try to do it, you know, ad hoc or be a volunteer or whatever. But I promise, like if you do hire me, it's gonna be the right choice. I'm gonna work harder than than anyone else. And I don't know if that's exactly what I said, but it was the meaning behind what I was saying. But I just remember the entire time, like working with Nutley and Westmore Central and like Chatham and all those those events. My first year, the first was like, I don't wanna let Alex down because I made this promise to him that. I'm some guy with no nonprofit background. He took a chance on hiring me. I'm really grateful for this job, but I don't want to let him down because I gave him my word. I'm going to try to do better than everyone else. And I don't know if you remember that or not, but that was like a big thing in my head that I, I I carried with me.
2: Yeah. And you could, you could see it too. Like, cause you're, you're the kind of person who, you know, you, you don't, you don't have to have all the answers right because you want to find them out you want to keep searching and, and doing better um and between that and um you having a clean uh, meth and drug test that's what really made you the, the clear hire versus the other candidate.
0: best 40 dollars i ever so spent are... on that urine yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm just kidding anyone at acs that's listening i do not do <laughs> um but, yeah, no, it's, it's like, interesting how, how you're saying, like, because I, I feel that, too. I don't know, Dan and Steven, if you, like, sometimes the fear does get to a place where it's like, well, I don't know what to do or I don't know what to do in this situation. It's like, I'm just going to do nothing. I'm going to be an opossum right now, and I'm just going to be like, you know what? It's going to work itself out. And it, sometimes it does, and, man, sometimes it doesn't when you don't do anything. I don't know if you guys have that. Uh... No, I've definitely um, –
3: definitely – in multiple points of my life um have experienced that and particularly i feel like i've been kind of going through that lull now uh, again um being at home and like working from home and i love working from home but um since it's been getting colder and like you know pretty much from when it started getting cold in like november through like early january i would like get done with work and just not want to do anything like it would take a lot for me to like like not take a nap right after work and like get up and do stuff around the house. And like this, like just recently, like last week, I was like, okay, I need to kind of kick myself out of that funk because I, you know, realize that's the pattern I'm getting into where I don't have any motivation to do anything. And it's because I'm just sitting and I'm not or laying and I'm not doing anything all day. So I have started like taking the dogs back to the dog park, even though it's like freezing out, but like forcing myself to kind of get into that routine it, you know, motivates me to like kind of get home and be like, okay, I need to do, you know, this, this and this around the house or, you know, whatever. But uh, yeah, I've definitely experienced that kind of like, you know, that depression or funk you can get in where you just, you, you're, yeah, you're a potato, You don't want to do anything.
0: It's, it's dangerous. And I can relate to you, Dan so much. And I always called it cause you're actually going right into what another question that I wanted to, to pose to you guys, but it's going right into uh, like, Right when I'm done with work, there's no barrier between me and the couch downstairs. You know what I'm saying? Like there's no, and like when, <clears throat> when I get done with work, like even if I'm signing off on my email, I'm still thinking about everything that happened that day. Did I send that email in the right way? Should I follow it up with that person? What, you know, what did my boss think of that thing that I just submitted? Does my team hate me? Like all these different things, right? Like they're all flowing through our head because maybe I'm a normal human being, or maybe I'm just fucking paranoid. But when I was not working from home, I had the train ride or the drive home. And I always like put it to Lindy. I'm like, I need to defrost from the day a little bit before I can start going into the normal. And it's so much easier to defrost from the day sitting on the couch, like fighting teenagers on Grand Theft Auto 5 online rather than like do it while I'm trying to be productive around the home. But that's that kind of goes into my my next question is that. What's the difference between paralysis and and laziness? Because I know I'm jumping ahead here on the sheet, but so being being unmotivated, what's the difference between just kind of being stuck from not knowing what to do and just being lazy?
1: Because unmotivated doesn't necessarily mean that you don't do it. Lazy would mean that you don't because there's people that work their ass off that are unmotivated to do their job. They're not lazy. They just don't want to do it. They just, a lot of times they have to, um,
3: I think it revolves around the, like the willingness to do it. Like
1: the, uh, the lazy
3: person could have every like opportunity and could have like the quote unquote motivation to do something and just refuse to do it because they, would rather do something else. So I you know, or whatever. And they just do not have, you know, the the will, I guess, to want to do that. Whereas opposed to the opposite side is like just not even having the motivation to like get up and not having the will to kind of like do whatever that task is. I think is the difference I would say between being like unmotivated and and lazy. I'm sure there's probably a better way to explain that in like a more professional setting, but Alex, what do you think? You were a manager longer than any of us.
2: Well, as it's funny, uh, you guys have referenced a bunch of times that this is like, this, this is like therapy. So while you're talking, I'm like, well, all right, I'm motivated to do X, Y, and Z, but like, shit, I don't want to do it. Like, so does that make me lazy? But like, all right, I eventually get this done and I'm just like running in circles with like, you know, between those two things, thinking about myself. And I guess ultimately if you're getting it done, you know i guess accomplished is different than right like motivated doesn't have a barometer for success for success you can be super motivated but low skill even right like you can be super low and and it's funny you mentioned as a manager like you see all all people with that with like high will low skill low will high skill so so there's a there's a huge change there
0: see i I I think unmotivated can be the same thing as lazy, and sometimes it is because. But maybe I have a different definition as lazy. And one of our listeners writes in, you know, why isn't unmotivated the same as as lazy? Which is, you know, kind of what we're we're going through. But to me, like, if even if you're doing something, you have a semblance of motivation behind you. Like you, like you know, we're saying like, oh, if you're you're unmotivated and you still do it if you're doing it, there's some level of motivation there. Like to me, lazy is just not doing it for lack of care. And if you have any type of care, you're going to be motivated more than the person that's, that's lazy. So if you're, if you're unmotivated to me, that is, that's just laziness. And it's just not, and like, that's what I, like one of my, I, I don't ever want to be perceived as that or, or get into that. And like, I know we all fall down into these ruts or, or patterns. And And I've been there, like I've, Dude, I haven't folded my freaking laundry in like 10 days. I've been living out of the dryer and, like, you know, I'm lazy about it. I'm not unmotivated about it. I'm just lazy to to fold my laundry, you know?
1: But let's say a few down the road, God forbid, health problems arise or whatnot. And then you got to start exercising or whatnot. And there could be a morning that you're unmotivated to exercise, but you're still going to.
0: Then you're not lazy. Then you're not lazy. If you're still doing it, can you be lazy?
3: Yeah, I think maybe that's the thing because I think I just
1: steered into the curve there. Sorry, go on, Dan. (laughs) No,
3: I was gonna say we had we had someone in the Twitch chat uh, ask why isn't unmotivated the same as lazy, Uh, and I think that uh, you know as we are talking this out a little bit more, I think like the let's take the working out thing. You can be unmotivated to um, to work out every day kind of thing, but still do it. Like you might not be motivated to do it, but you kind of force yourself to do it. And I think that's the difference is like where a lazy person just won't ever, like myself. And then an un- uh, you know, un unmotivated doesn't necessarily mean you're not gonna do that thing. You just don't have the drive to maybe, you know, to to naturally do it. Maybe it's like a, a okay way to phrase it. I don't know.
2: Yeah. I don't and then like how are we talking about like the, are we talking about like a person, like these whole things for someone is like a person motivated or lazy, or can we compartmentalize it? Like, yeah. you know, is like this little piece of what I do motivated?
0: Yes. Yeah. You're spot on, right? Like a, a overall, it's very rare that someone entirely is going to be lazy, unless your name's Troy DeSavino, like you're mostly not going to be totally labeled as lazy, but like your behaviors can be labeled, labeled as lazy. Um, I think that that's a good distinction, Alex. Yeah
3: yeah i definitely think that's it, it we can absolutely compartmentalize that because you know you could have someone that's like incredible at their job and like when they're on you know they could be the best person in like a you know whatever department you might be in and then they might go home and like just play video games and not have you know the willingness to do anything else you know and just want to just lounge and do nothing and but once they're at their job, because they, you know, the motivation, whatever it is money or just, you know, they like what they do. Like, that's, I think that's a good point that you can definitely compartmentalize laziness and motivation into different segments. And it's not just a whole,
0: whole thing.
1: That is me. <laughs>
0: yeah. I agree.
1: That's me. Yeah, I mean, I've been working to change that, <laughs> especially these past two years, but that's me. I agree. I, with all
0: of that so question because that's my next that's my next thing right is like i feel like there's some motivation that's really easy to come by right so like fear of failure at work feel it fear of letting people down that's like easy for me to tap into but like why the fuck? i have all the tools in front of me like this this quarantine or whatever we're calling it pandemic has been so sobering because I, I was like that person I was like oh i don't have time to work out I don't have time to cook healthy. I don't have time to do all this stuff. And now I'm faced with all the time I could ever want. And I'm, I'm not making any changes. So like, why? And like, this is free therapy, right? So like, why fuck is it so hard for me to tap into that motivation? And, and like, I'm hard on myself. And maybe that's why I'm applying laziness to a lot of people more so than you guys are. But like, 'm I'm, I'm lazy. I'm like I, I'm lazy. There's no other way around it that that I'm not getting after this stuff. And I don't understand why. like Stephen, like you're saying, like at work, I'll do I'll jump on any project I need to. I'll help anyone I can, like I'll do whatever it is. I'm gonna I'm gonna try. and Alex could be here be like, well, I managed, Austin. I know that's not fucking true. but I try at least to do that. and but when I get home, it's like, I don't want to do that project. I don't want to clean that room up. I don't want to hang that stuff up. Like why is that? Why are we like that?
2: Tell me the reward is so different. The reward is so different, right? Like you, you get nothing for putting the dishes away. Like I, you know, I don't get, and, and, you know, I shouldn't be praised for it. Right. But like, uh, nobody tells me I've done a great job if I put the dishes in the dishwasher, but I want, you know, it's, but praise is a big thing. How, how we get things at work, you do a good job, you know, they, they give you money. (laughs) <laughs> you know there's yeah. a you know you even working out you work out you feel a benefit but like i don't know does, does anybody care if i leave the dishes there for a while i know someone i, I live know. with cares very deeply about that <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. But I, I don't.
3: no i think that's i think that's a great point is is the the rewards that you feel or get from doing certain things like say you know versus at your job you get paid obviously when you work out you feel good but it's like weighing those rewards versus you know the effort it takes to get there and maybe that's the idea of someone being lazy versus motivated our our, uh mr harry in the twitch chat made a good point where even if you do your exercises and you are you know even if you don't want to do them that is you are motivated to do them because you might not like it you're still going to do it and then I think he also makes another good point where motivation is, um, on different levels. And I think it's, it's, it, it is a good idea for everyone to look at motivation on a scale like that, you know, a sliding scale. I think it's, um, you know, depending on what you're doing, you could be, obviously you're more motivated to do something, um, with a bigger reward than you are to do something with a smaller reward, but that doesn't mean you're not motivated to do, you know, that smaller thing still. And my wife hates it when I don't do the dishes
0: see and that yeah that is the answer that's gary that's my that's my uh father he goes by harry my mom didn't know his real name for like a while she thought it was harry um and she like, <laughs> called his house and was like is harry there my grandma was like nope no harry here um <clears throat> which you let me
3: know hello gary how are you <laughs> i would call you mr decent you know but you yelled at me at four ball for doing that
0: <laughs> so I, I really, that's an interesting way to look at it, uh, Dan and Alex, the reward piece. And like, are, like is this conversation, and and by asking this question, I, I know the answer is yes, but like, are we coming off like super tone deaf here where where we're like, oh, we don't want to do all this stuff at home. And there's like generations and generations before us that are like, we, we had no rewards in, and we did it. Or are we being hard on ourselves? Or is it a mixture of both? And like, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I think a lot of people, if not
3: all people, kind of go through these, you know, little things. No one's always perfectly gonna do every little thing that you know we're complaining about. Yeah, I wouldn't even say complaining, just talking about you know stuff we don't do, you know, every day. Like the dishes in my sink right now, like are from today. I'm going to do them tomorrow. I'm not doing them tonight before I go to bed. <laughs> but I feel like they're it's small things. I don't think it's necessarily tone deaf is is the right word. It's not like we're sitting here, you know, talking about, you know, things that really, you know, global things that are making a difference that you know we really aren't looking at other perspectives. So I don't think it's tone deaf. I feel like a lot of people can probably relate to a lot of the, you know, the things yeah. we're talking about. Well, I, I
0: feel, I feel better. But so, um, so off of that, Dan and 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 crew here. So like if we're talking about things that are really hard to find motivation, like the reward system, I think Alex, that's a really good point you bring up because I'm like, just thinking about me, like (laughs) I need instant gratification. Like I need that reassurance. And like, um, so, so what can elicit change in motivation? Like have, have you guys ever had something that, that a hump that you were never, never able to get over? And you finally made a change and you've stuck with it. Like what started that motivation? Like how, how how does that start?
1: Like I said last week, ask me again in a year. (laughs) What do you mean? I'm working on it.
0: Do you want to share or am I prying?
1: no not particularly just i don't i don't have a sufficient answer for that yet i don't feel right. like there's been plenty of issues that i feel as though should have motivated me properly or just motivated me to begin with that just haven't sunk in and i'm trying to identify i missed something up here throughout all the treatment and therapy so i'm just <laughs> still trying to dig
0: well it's a process right so like like Alex, can I ask you? And I noticed your first episode on and um want to pry. I don't want to put you on the spot here, but I remember at work when you told me that you were starting real estate. So what what was the motivation behind that? If you don't mind me asking, and if I'm prying, please tell me and I will stop asking.
2: Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that's what that's why I'm here to talk. Um you know, I, I I was very happy doing the work that I was doing, and I would be very happy continuing to do that work for a long time. Um, I saw that that may not be an opportunity forever, um, and it turned out I was right. Um, (laughs) um, You know, and, and just wanting to make sure that I had some kind of backup plan for myself, and that was really a big piece of it, is that I really specialized my skills, and I was working in a very specific job. And um, you know, I, I started working for the American Cancer Society when I was 21, still living in a dorm. I didn't graduate college yet. I, I left school to go work, uh, and eventually finished. But like, like, what experience did I have? It was so super specific, and I was so afraid that I was never going to be able to find anything else. So let me go do something that's pretty different, but also I can control it. Um, and it was also very tapered. So I could start and do it, dual career, you know, build up a little bit of a base, you know, and and one of two things can happen. I can build up so that I'm ready to take the jump to do it full time or at some point, you know, as unfortunately happened due to the pandemic, you know, the, the, the decision was made for me, but... I was able to, you know, put put year a couple of years of work in beforehand, um, and and it's funny I guess in in that case it was fear like like you were saying earlier that, you know, I don't know what I'm gonna do I don't know what I can do, um, but I think there was some joy in that too that like I, I love the process when we bought our home I wasn't a real estate agent at that point, point. Um, and I, I like working with people. I like talking to people. I like looking around in people's houses to see, you know, what they do. <laughs> um, it, it, it's enjoyable to me. So I knew that was something that I wanted to do. But getting to that point was, uh, was non-traditional for a lot of the things that I've done in my life, which were always much safer.
3: No, I was gonna say, uh, to off your question, of how do you, how do you motivate yourself? So we're at,
2: what, what elicits
0: change? So like when Alex was talking about that, there was that fear, foresight or whatever you, you want to call it, um, that, that sparked, sparked a change.
3: Yeah. I think, um, a big one for a lot of people, uh, you know, including myself and again, it, you don't have to, you know, put yourself in just one category of this. Um, but I think fear is a big one. Another one I think is, per, per, uh, excuse me. Uh, another one I think is perspective. Um, and, you know, things where, um, and you know, and I think I, perspective in my opinion and my experience has also gone along with fear, um, you know, with me losing my job and, and stuff like that. Um, you know, the perspective of not having a job and not being grateful for kind of like in the moment, the jobs that I did have where I was, you know, making an you know, okay money and like had benefits and stuff like that. It's like really changed my, you know motivations and what I'm looking for for a job now, or like staying in the job I have now, kind of thing, and not looking earlier. And it's kind of, uh, you know, the perspective of of losing, not having, and trying to find a new job while you don't have a job um, is is definitely something that will change, you know, the motivation of of how you know of moving forward in life. I definitely wish I had a backup like Alex.
0: Well. Now we have the podcast and that's raking in money. Speaking of which, a word from our sponsor.
2: Hi, I'm Alex Barron with Weikert Realtors. I've sold houses before that have roofs and basements and attics and multiple windows. If that sounds like the kind of house that you're looking for, I can help you. Visit buywithbarron.com or call me anytime to find a house near you.
0: I I have a question um, that's not on topic. Alex, you talked about liking to look in other people's homes. Um, what is the weirdest thing if you're able to share comfortable sharing that you've seen in a house that you've, that you've toured, I know I'm putting you on the spot or like something memorable, like a giant clock on a watch clock on the wall.
2: I, I mean, well, those are generally structural, so it's important that yeah. those are those stay in the homes. Um, <laughs> I, I had a, a client that we used to go out and it was like she, every time she went, she talked about like she needed to find the body room. And it was usually like this like weird closet in the basement or like a little door on the outside of the house that went underneath the patio or something. She would just always talk about like where she would hide bodies. What? and always looking for like a body room um so i mean not necessarily something we found but she always seemed to find like oh yeah that's like a creepy place where it feels like someone would hide a body
0: someone or they would hide a body <laughs> i don't
2: i don't know what this person has done in their home um i, I can't speak <laughs> to that but there it there were no like bodies at the time
3: what so then it sounds like you've hid bodies yeah
2: <laughs> wow. Um the the weirdest That's experience crazy. though, I, I did walk into a house while someone I didn't walk into them in the shower, but I did walk into the front door uh at the appropriate time that I was supposed to after knocking. Um and I heard the shower running, so I left um and waited 20 minutes and then they they left and so oh, just running behind. But you you are <laughs>
0: They maybe they wanted to be caught, Alex. Maybe you had some like exhibitionist or something like that. They were bummed you didn't go in.
2: It could be, it could be,
3: Alex. Have you ever had some idiot lock himself out of the house when you showed up?
2: (laughs) Wait, what
3: (laughs) the first day Alex came to our house? I locked myself out of the house. <laughs> I was literally just waiting outside for <laughs> in my car. Luckily, Jess was like on her way home, it was gonna be there like two minutes. But I was like, "Hey, Alex, I locked myself out, so we have to wait till Jess gets home."
2: And I don't, I don't say this to make you feel better. Th- that experience doesn't register for for some of the <laughs> some of some of the things I, I've I've seen and done. That that doesn't register.
0: That's good. That's good to know. That's. I mean, I'm concerned. I don't know what this comment means. <laughs>
1: Damn it, Gary, I apologize for that. It was a one-time thing. It was really hot that
0: day. <laughs> I, my father's not a real estate agent, or never was, and I don't think he is now, so I don't know the story. <laughs> for our, uh, our podcast listeners, it's 999
3: percent of you are going to be listening instead of watching uh austin's father just typed in the twitch chat quote poop on the floor and we're not really sure where he's going with that or if that was a question
0: (laughs) i know he's listening on his ipad so i don't know how long it's going to take him we'll revisit that uh gary dad if you want if you want to throw in the chat um some context behind that we'd love to uh love to see it um and love to hear it um so okay so we we talked about oh while delivering groceries that oh, is no.
2: disgusting
0: so I, I know my dad drove for a, a large chain it rhymes with uh mopped mite um and he drove for them and uh and while delivering groceries there was poop on the floor that is disgusting so gross. I just want to leave this up for the rest of the show I just love this <laughs> comment. um but so we talked about what elicits change, but to start motivation, but what do you guys think can elicit change to quell motivation? Like what can, what can kill motivation?
1: Thanks. Keep going you, over big question. I think, oh, I think also,
3: uh, fear. I think it like is on the opposite side of this. Like I think Alex was talking about in the beginning, how fear kind of plays both sides where if you're, you know, you could be motivated up to a point, but if you kind of just are overlooking the you know or if you're the bad is outweighing the good, like doesn't matter how motivated you are, that might keep you from doing it or at least lessen your motivation to do it.
0: so the same thing that starts it can also stop it, you're saying you said fear
3: yeah, I think I think fear can i mean is a huge factor in. A lot of, you know, things we talk about on this podcast, but um, I think here, you know, for motivation, like you said, fear motivates you to do things. Uh, But I also think fear can, you know, be a factor in, uh, you know, killing your motivation to do things.
0: <laughs> I, I I think this actually sums up what you're saying. Harry Brown's 13 writes in poop on the floor can <laughs> either kill motivation or heighten it. You he can be like, fuck this job, I'm done. Or you are be like, I need to get this job done as quick as possible.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I think a weird thing that can quell motivation as well is actually the plateau of progress. Anytime you start something new, you're gonna your skill set is gonna grow almost exponentially at the beginning, and then you're gonna plateau. And then a lot of times, a lot of, uh, especially with the, like a musical instrument or even artists and whatnot, they make this comparison. Like if I start practicing the piano, I'm gonna compare myself to, you know, Mozart. And if I don't ultimately get to that point, kind of my, or my progress just plateaus a little bit, then I could use that as a way to convince myself to stop doing something.
0: Interesting.
2: Oh, it's interesting. Somewhat fairly recently I've I've been through kind of both of that where uh like three, four years ago, um I I don't know what was the motivational thing or what clicked to motivate me, but I lost like a hundred pounds and got my S together. Um, and then someday it clicked out and I put on like 60 um over the course of the, you know, three years after that. And it's like I, I, if I could tell you what those things were, one that got me there in the, in the first time, but like, I think I literally said 500 times, like, I don't know, it just clicked. I don't know. It just clicked. Um, and then on the other side, like what stopped it, um, you know, when you say plateau, like that was probably a little bit of it, right? Like I'm not losing like three pounds a week anymore. It's like half a pound and that's, you know, still healthy and like the appropriate way to be doing it. Um, but it didn't feel the same. Yeah.
0: And
1: it's I, that gratification, I, that reward, like you were saying before. Yeah. Yep.
0: That's it. And all did it I bet you, you do it? it. No, no, you didn't. You said it better than I was going to try to. That oh. was more succinct. That was, and Steven, that's why I'm glad. Alex, every week, I don't know if you noticed, we try to make Steven feel really uncomfortable by heaping praise on him, and it just makes him squirm. And it's just so fun to watch. Every but week. Steven, He's so deserving
2: of it. He's. <laughs>
0: Oh, so deserving of oh, oh, to <laughs> <laughs> but, but like, yeah, I think for like, what can uh, stop it, yeah. like plateau to me? Yeah. But like failure, it, like sometimes failure can failure can be like the biggest motivator, but like repeat failure. Um, I'm like, I'm like medium stuff really can just destroy it for me. And that's, it's a really, and I think that's where I've been stuck. And I know we're, we're kind of like talking steaks? about yeah, medium. Yeah. Uh, chili steaks, no matter how you cook it, it's coming out well done. I'm sorry. Um, but, but, uh, but yeah, like with me, I've tried so many different times to start being healthier or work out. And like, I don't want to talk, turn this into like the Austin needs to lose weight show. But like, I've failed so many times doing it. It's like, why, why am I going to try to start this again? But I know I need to. And that kind of goes into this other question that Stephen had a reaction to that I skipped over, but like, how do you motivate yourself? Like, do you guys have ways that you motivate yourself? Because to me, like the first thing that jumps out, sometimes I need to, to like taste blood a little bit, like in my own mouth from getting punched. Like I need to have a little small failure and be like, Oh shit, I really can't fuck this up. Like I really, I can't mess this up. Like I really like the fear sets in, or the fear fear of failure, fear fear of letting down. I don't know why I can't say that word tonight, but like to me, that is the one of the biggest motivators. Is like a small shadow or taste of like, oh, I didn't do that that well, and people are noticing, or like I'm getting feedback that's not great. It's like, oh man, set in. I don't want. I don't want that full course entree. That that appetizer was not good. Steven, I, I don't I know you had thoughts on this, so I'll throw it to you. Oh, hey, oh
1: yeah, anyone, we can go on alphabetical order. Is that still me? Oh yeah, I was gonna say A isn't Alex, but we can go reverse alphabetical
2: order. <laughs> I forgot the question. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's, that's gonna be the cold open it's just the silence with, I forgot the, are you okay with that because I want to make that the cold open yeah. that's, that was beautiful beautiful um, the question was uh, let me go back to the notes uh, how do you motivate yourself A very easy question that I managed to ramble on for five minutes about
2: <laughs> it, it's funny I, I know I get this quality from my father because he's the same way like there there's no pep talk there's not like there's just this like arbitrary list of things i will do and things i won't and like the things i will do i will i will undergrudgingly always do and i'm happy to do them and even if other people think it's an inconvenience like i'm happy to do them for some reason There are just these other things that are on this list like that i just don't care about and I don't have those little pep talks and maybe that's something I need to do that little blood in your mouth to get you going. Cause I just have this list of things that like, I'm either like totally cool doing it and I'm never going to bitch and moan about it. Or it's just like totally off my radar. And I don't want to pry, but like list of things, like what does that apply to? Like what, like, what's that, on that's, I, like there isn't like an actual list, but like, um, <laughs> never mind. Be here all night. Um, Steven,
0: you asshole. So
2: like, <laughs> this is like a, a silly thing, but like I, I donate blood every eight weeks. It takes time. It's like a thing. Very like good. that is just like Yeah, still got my little prick. I know Dang. I oh, um, me too. <laughs> but like for, for whatever reason, like that's just like it, it doesn't matter. Like I take my time, I go on the day, I have my favorite phlebotomist, I have the one that I won't go to ever again. Um it's just it's just like a thing I will do. But, like, other people, like, it's a big deal. Like, it's just something that I like to do.
0: I've learned with you, Alex, that sometimes you, like, leave these little threads that if you pull on them, there's a really good story behind it. Is there a story behind why you don't like the one phlebotomist?
2: Yeah, she's terrible. And she went actually – so I had to have this, like, big back and forth with the – blood taking organization which I, I i i won't name but that she went through the vein i i had to like see a doctor afterwards it was terrible and like i've been going every eight weeks for for like years i've never had an issue i've got i've got good veins and she really destroyed it um so so i i won't go to her anymore <laughs> <laughs> I, just, you're such a pr- I,
0: you're, I feel like you're such a principled person too, Alex, that like I could see you on the phone and Jess is like, don't do it. It's not worth it. You're like, I'm calling and I'm making sure they know about it.
2: Now, uh, that,
0: just all that person's name. So
3: we all never go to that person.
2: <laughs> <Don't>. <laughs> well, Austin was not wrong at the exact scenario that played out. in in the Gator Baron household of just reluctantly, you know, watching as I call and, and demand this phlebotomist's head. Uh, (laughs) um, No, I really, I had to go to the doctor after I I, I needed follow-up work. I like, you know, I was all bruised. It was a, it was a real thing, but um, I don't know. I don't know. And now I feel like I'm going to sound complainy about, about uh, phlebotomists. I like 99% of you. I know you've got a big contingency of phlebotomist listeners. So I want to make sure That's I said that.
0: Be careful. That's our main demo. We're <coughs> Big in the phlegm world, phlebotomist world. So, all right. So like you, you just have like an internal uh, list or just a thing where, you know, you're going to get stuff done. And sometimes the other stuff is harder to come by. So, um, Stephen and, and Dan, we don't have to go to you yet, Stephen. I know we don't want to go into out of alphabetical order, so I guess we'll go to Dan. Dan, like how do you motivate yourself? Uh, just threw a pen at myself by uh,
3: I think it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting question for me because it's currently been changing um, to, you know, kind of – I've always been stuck into not- Sorry, my laptop's gonna die. Yeah, watching both Alex and Steven have picked up their laptops okay. and are walking around with them with,
2: with no notice. Oh, I love um, this. That uh, unprofessional. I'm sorry.
0: No.
3: <laughs> it was fine. Like, I was like, oh, Alex has to move rooms for whatever reason. But then Steven got up and
0: really threw me off. All right, I'll, uh, I'll pick it up from. you're good you're good uh
3: um no what i was saying was uh that is um, an interesting question for me right now because i have been trying to be better about motivating myself and um it's been a lot lately of not letting down like my wife um and you know doing things and you know doing things that are good for both of us and not necessarily just me. Not that I've ever, you know, considered myself like a selfish person, but really putting, you know, our needs in front of my own kind of thing and making sure I'm not letting her down and, you know, and all that. And in turn that, you know, I don't let myself down when that happens. Um, are you, cause, which is an upgrade for me. Cause I used to very much uh, be the, um, you know, set my expectations low. So I'm never disappointed kind of guy. And, you know, so I was like, oh, well, maybe I'll go do that errand thing. But if not, it's okay, which gives gave me the excuse to, oh, like, I didn't do it. I'll sit home and play video games, you know, you know, at my parents house, you know, it didn't really whatever, you know, it didn't really affect me. But, you know, having, you know, a newer motivation of, you know, not letting someone else down and myself um, on top of kind of setting higher exp- expectations for myself. Has kind of been, um, you know, what has been motivating me to do certain things, um, especially this year. Um, um, and I'm ongoing, hopefully, to grow that, you know, stay tuned next year when we do motivation part two.
1: And, and that actually brings up a question for all three of you. And actually is the first time I'm meeting you, so I don't know. Are you married? Yes, he is married. Yeah, okay, yeah. cool. Okay, so now the motivation that you guys are talking about, did that, like, motivation or, like, the how hard you guys were on yourselves to that like diminish when you got married or like the f- fear of letting somebody down grow even more after you got married or a- after you entered your relationships like was it more outwards towards your significant others or and was the harshness of yourselves diminished because you had that support
3: i think for me um it was more that uh, I I used to not really have any expectations of myself, you know, in a personal or you know whatever motivations. And then once you know I found someone that you know I wanted to be with, and all um, I, that changed to wanting to do better for her as, and in turn setting higher expectations for myself to um, you know in order to be a better person and do better for both myself and her because you know i think so i think both of those things kind of kind of raised i don't think one outdid the other but one came as a yeah one came as a, you know um, a consequence of the other consequences is the word i'm looking for but i can't think
1: or of no i right. mean yeah causality yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 and do you guys feel the same way the double a's
0: alex if, if you want to go um, I'll, I'll, you're you're the guest, so I'm gonna I'm going to defer to you. You're you're always welcome to jump in first.
2: Yeah, you know, and it, and it's it's interesting. I think you know having especially living with a partner that like you get both sides. You get you know a cheerleader and someone who you know it's both <laughs> who you know I, not say anything mean, but just like you know it, it's funny. We were just talking about this tonight about like you know, you know, I, I got to work out. And she's like, yeah, you do got to work out. And it's like, all right. you know, And you, you look at both sides of that. And like, sometimes it's super motivating, right? When it's done the right way. But like, sometimes it's less than motivating. And that's just dealing with any people, right? Like, whether it's a boss, a parent, a significant other, you, you get both of those things from them. So I, I think that's, like, one of the things I really love about our relationship is, like, how we're able to make that ebb and flow and keep communication right so that, like, we both feel like we're in a good place to, you know, independently succeed. But, like, the other person is right there behind them, like, making sure they're able to do that um, and and removing some of the barriers that might exist um, when when you're not feeling motivated to do something.
3: I feel like the three of us, um, and I apologize for excluding you in this, Stephen. I'm not married. The three of us uh, have wives and relationships where uh, they're not afraid to tell us that, hey, you need to, you're getting real fat. You need to stop doing You need to stop eating, you know, fast food all the time or like whatever it is. And all three of us can like sort of take it and be like, yeah, I know. (laughs) I don't know. I just... Could see well. I know my wife. You know, you, you know, does that and it's kind yeah. of like, uh, I might want to, you know, get on that treadmill a little bit more, like you know, whatever. And like she, I, she means completely well, and you know, knows, you know, she does it in a joking fashion, but she's not wrong. But I just feel like you guys also kind of have that uh, relationship with your wives where um, things like that, harsh realities, can be said, and you guys. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm, maybe I'm just making assumptions,
0: but. I, you know, <clears throat> I think yes and yes and no. And like what I'm, cause Stephen, I think that's a good, a, a good question that you're posing um, about marriage and like, has it changed because like, yes, my wife is, um, can be open and honest with me, but, and this is going to sound like really cheesy. So I'm going to mesh what the first question was with Stephen and, and Dan, what you said. Um, like on the front end, I've been afraid of Lindy Ann from the moment I've met her, like been afraid of her from the moment I met her a long time ago. And you know, that fear is not out of her being mean, but it, to me, it's, it's about, um, it's a, it's about aspirations. And like, I'm biased because i married Lindy, but I truly in my heart believe Lindy Ann is the greatest human being i've ever met i'm not just saying this because we're on record like if you knew me in college or with friends with me on facebook you would have unfriended me the amount of gushy dumb shit i used to post about like oh i love my girlfriend this and that but like i truly believe that and i have always struggled with um like my own insecurities and my own view of myself and a lot of these things and this is going to sound like i wrote it down here and this is going to sound so cheesy and you guys can can make fun of me for this but like I've learned to love myself through watching and experiencing the love that I've experienced with my wife. And to me, that's a really big thing. And I've always struggled with not being okay with myself and not being okay with what I look like or how I'm perceived by others. And the fact that I have someone that I aspire to be like, that loves me for me, that allows me to see where I need to improve. And I don't know if that makes sense or not. So like Lindy will never come out and flatly, like we'll joke about things, but she'll never be like, um, yo, you're looking chunky today, honey. Cause she knows like how deep that will like, like Cut. crying in the shower deep, like hurt. And, but there's other ways that we can have that conversation where it's like a we type of thing um but i don't know if that answers your question or even makes any sense but like thinking about being like i have become more motivated through my lindy my wife through lindy Ann. like <laughs> i can't say my wife without thinking of borat but like i don't know the best way to explain it and and i don't want to keep rambling here but i don't know if that makes sense what i'm trying to yeah. illustrate. i think yeah. uh uh
3: if i if I understood you and if I'm putting words in your mouth, please stop me. But I think what you're saying is you learned, and I, I am on the same page uh, with what I'm about to say anyway, and hopefully it's what you meant. Um, you learn to appreciate the good things in you because someone else, Lindy, uh, appreciates those same things in you and express, express that to you. Is that
0: yeah, by no. able, being able to accept myself also has led to being able to be honest with myself. And I think those two go hand in hand.
1: Damn right. So, yeah, Alex, it's pretty much just therapy here. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I did it, man. Literally. The um, yeah. I'm telling you. Because I yeah, was expecting, yeah. yes, I was expecting answers all like that, but each individual is going to have a different answer to that question and whatnot. all same themes and whatnot, but how that is articulated. I love hearing that. So that's why I asked. So thank you for sharing all of that. Guys, I really appreciate that. I can't wait.
0: Steven, this but, is why you should be asking the questions so what I've been anyways, saying from the beginning.
1: Yeah, no, not yet. I like uh, hearing your voice first, especially in the morning. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hi, welcome to Chili's.
1: Yeah. But Anyway, just to get back to it, in order to motivate myself now, it's more of a mentality that I have, and it's a matter of limiting that motivation. There were a couple of questions here. Too much motivation, I think, is dangerous, and because of, Alex, what you were saying before and trying to do X, Y, Z, I would try to do so many different things, and what is it, the old Russian proverb, if you chase two rabbits, you won't catch one. You ever hear that? Because if you try to do too many things, you're not going to accomplish anything. So the little things I've been you know, honing in on and I'm doing okay with, but now it's the more global things. And the mentality that motivates me is actually motiv- well, motivates me to get involved like in politics and whatnot. Of course, I have an opinion, but I don't feel as though I have the right to talk about politics because I'm in a position where I can at least try to work to change it. But since I'm not, I don't feel as though I can So that's what gets me motivated. Now the right to have an opinion about things, because if I if, yeah, I'm, well, if that, I'm complaining or saying
2: something about yeah, go on. Sorry. No, it's just it's an interesting piece about motivation of like not just you know can you do it or or can you not, but should you and and feeling whether or not it's your place to that that's a that's an in, really interesting can of worms to open there.
0: Stephen, I. I have so many more questions, and I know we're <clears throat> over an hour here. But like, to me, you should no matter like that's the beauty of uh, of America, right? Everyone is is able to have an opinion. So are you saying that you don't feel what you don't feel X that you that you can't have an opinion on something, and that's going to motivate you to ingratiate yourself into? an ideology or a movement or like is that what you're saying like you don't feel like you've earned enough idiosyncrasy credits or like standing to to have opinions on things
1: because if there's something, and perhaps politics is too broad and too especially yeah. major, heavy of a topic, yeah. especially right now, holy cow, I'm d- sidestepping landmines daily of political yeah. conversations. I can't believe it. And I don't want to get into it anymore. But if there was something that I could have an effort to try and change and God grant me the serenity, um, to, if, you know, having the wisdom to know the difference between the things I can and I cannot control, what have you, if there is something that I can have an outcome on, that i'm not doing anything for then i'm pretty much not motivated enough to invoke action to change that so i'm not gonna i can't i feel personally i feel as though i can't complain about it it's like a person who complains about politics and doesn't vote or complains about a splinter but doesn't want to take it out of their finger
0: you know what i mean yeah so so having some action behind something before you can feel that you're valued enough and whatever that is and i'm trying to use broad terms here that maybe don't apply to specifics but like your motivation is to have some type of buy-in or give to x so that you therefore can speak on it or be a part of it or or spend energy towards it
1: yes and again that's just me and that extends back to the questions that i asked both you austin and you dan and alex will get there eventually but we've just met so i don't want to overwhelm you But between the consequentialist and the ontological question that I've asked you guys before, and I always try and see Austin's laughing again. You see him laughing because I (laughs) ask him all the time. That's my favorite question to ask, well, second favorite question to ask people. But it's just a matter of how you try to, it's a difference between, you know, consequences and how you do things. And I always want to try to be the person that does things the right way. I rarely do, but it's what I try to be.
0: You're a good person, Stephen, and you do a lot of things. I think I can be better, yeah. Yes, and... But I, and like, well, I, wanna, you know, no. yeah. I appreciate you sharing all that because it, like we all experience everything differently. And before we move into the medicine piece, it's it's important that like, right? Like we're all going through this differently and it's so valuable to hear from you what, what how you experienced it, Stephen, and you, Alex and Dan, like, and even just like saying some things out loud to myself means a lot. And um, yeah, I'm like,
1: fucking crazy.
0: <laughs> I dig that out a daily, but like Alex and Dan, <laughs> These are the conversations Steven and I were having on breaks or during shifts at Chili's. And that's where, like, because we've been talking about doing this forever. So, like, we would be, like, you know, we'd be talking about dumb stuff. Like, yo, look at that stupid person at table 28.
1: You see the tits on table 12?
0: <laughs> no! <laughs> we would never say that.
1: We wouldn't. We wouldn't. from a movie. Sorry.
0: <laughs> we had a code. <laughs> no. <laughs> so anyway (laughs) that's from a movie
1: and we're not we never happened sorry
0: it's from waiting which is if you have not watched waiting stop listening to the podcast right now go on netflix and watch it and before we transition i need to this is this week's check-in tiger king episode four (laughs) steven what do you got
1: Dude, it was wild when he was on the boat with the tiger and they were just stuck in the ocean.
3: I think th- I think that's Life of Pi that
0: you watched.
1: Oh, and what am I supposed to watch? There's so many freaking tigers in movies now. What am I watching?
0: Tiger King.
1: Oh, right. Maybe next week.
0: That has been this week's check-in with Steven on Tiger King. Next week, episode five. <laughs> Let's dive into the medicine piece. Like what is the peanut butter that we are slathering on the medicine to get our dogs to take it? So what, you know, from we talked about a lot of different things. We were introspective. We were retrospective. We were applying. I'm trying to think of if like we had a lot of perspective on things. Um, what What's the medicine that we want to take from here? What's our takeaway? And do we want to change anything?
1: Dan had a notepad. I want to hear this.
3: Huh? Oh, I was just pulling
1: out a quote. I would like to go last. Okay. Um, I guess I'll go first. Now, for me, particularly it, to anyone really, and it goes back to what we were just talking about, about, you know, chasing rabbits, just find one thing and then just give that your all, whether it be your passion or whether you're doing something to provide for your family, you're providing for your family is your passion. Just put your efforts into something that you love doing that you're motivated to do find a cause. That's me. You know, that's what i that's my medicine for myself this
2: week. I, like it. Alex, you're I, I think mine, I, I, I have to take this from Austin. I, I got to figure out a way to get some blood on my lip, you know, to to taste that a little bit and figure out a little way to, to get a little bit of that every day and, and figure out what that is. I got to, I got to feel that I'm looking forward for that.
0: That's a good one. I I agree. And to me, like what I'm going to try to do different and like what, you know, I didn't get to get too into it. Like what motivates me? I need to really work on like self-discipline and being honest with myself. Um, And, and like, I think uh, Alex, you brought up a really good point about the reward system and being honest with myself. Like, why am I actually doing th- some things? Like, I, I I know what I tell myself as to why I'm doing them, but why am I actually doing them and how can I apply that to other things? So, and I say it every week, but what I really want to take from this is being more self-aware and being honest with myself and, and like calling myself out on stuff and exercising as much self-discipline as possible.
3: So what I was going to say is, uh, do things that you are motivated to do um, I think that's a an important step in getting motiv- getting motivated to do things that you might not necessarily want to do right now. Um, I th- feel like that's helped me a lot. Um, okay. in, you know, get, you know, I I want to bring the dogs to the dog park every day, so that's something I've been working on doing, and that's be motiv- you know turning into motivation to do other things and kind of stuff. Um, another thing that we you know we kind of touched on is uh, you know. Everyone should, you know, take some time and reevaluate, you know, how they think of themselves in this, um, you know, especially like now with being at home and all that. And I think it's important for everyone to kind of step back and and reevaluate, you know, how you're looking at yourself and treating yourself, and you know, that can also um, affect your motivation. Um, and uh, the quote I wanted to uh, end off with as a, just a little motivation for everyone: um, nice Thomas Jefferson quote. Um, too much
1: booty in the pants. I knew it. I fucking knew it. See, I had my hand on my hat waiting for it.
0: <laughs> Drop. Yeah, I,
1: I fell for that once. You gotta be bad with Teddy, <laughs>
0: real bad.
1: I was so excited for that one,
0: Steven, Can you do? Can you do us a number? Do too much booty in the pants. I'm not doing that
1: again. Not better than anyone.
3: Real quick, I just want to also add the Gary D. fix of every once in a while poop on the floor and clean it up immediately. You'll feel rewarded for being highly motivated. <laughs> you know, it's it's funny he says that. I think I heard a Navy SEAL once tell people to do that in a speech.
0: Poop on the floor?
3: And clean it up immediately. Oh uh, no, you know what that it was make your bed every morning. <laughs> That's what it was. Make your bed every morning and then you'll you'll have accomplished something. But I, I, don't know. I, it, you know, it could. I be, see that
1: alignment. I see that.
3: Easy, easy mistake to make.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> one, one A. You know.
0: <laughs> Poop on the floor. Um, no, on the I. Bed. I thought this was good, Alex. Again, thank you so much for being on. And um, I know you're, you're a proud partner and sponsor of of Polar Media, and we're we're happy to happy to have you on. I, I say sponsor. You're, you're a partner. There's there's no exchange of anything other than of being friends.
2: Oh, uh, that that part wasn't discussed. I, I think <laughs> we need to define some of some of what that really is. We uh, define. But we, we can do that. All day.
0: episode one. Didn't we do episode one on friendship, Stephen? We did. <laughs> so. Adult
1: <but>. friend finder. <laughs>
3: Before we leave. Everyone uh make sure to follow us on all our social medias uh deep fried rx on Instagram, TikTok
0: Do we have a Twitter? Yeah, and Twitter. I don't know what it is. <laughs>